Welcome to Checkmates Go, Season 2, Episode 35. During the history of this podcast, we've generally heard from Checkpoint R&D or the Incident Response Team. This is the first time I'm getting to talk with a customer on the podcast. David Uwilla is the CISO for IMC Companies. They're a public reference customer for Checkpoint. And we're going to talk with them today about the adoption of our endpoint solution, Sandblast Agent. We'll touch on a few other solutions they adopted of Checkpoints as well. But I started asking David what drew them to Checkpoint. Back in 2016-17, we started researching, um, and actually started 2016, we started researching options. The current endpoint solution we had was, in, for the lack of a better word, uh, it was a plain antivirus solution. And yeah, I have some URL protection and some kinks here and there, but uh, it, the support team had a lot of tickets about it. Um, with, with users complaining about the performance and, and some other items on, on that matter. It also, if it stopped talking to the, the server per se, uh, we will have hard time to get it back into, into the place that it needed to be. So back in, in 2016, 17, uh, we start looking for options and some of the options were, uh, some of the options that you hear and see everywhere, right? The I, I always say that I think the endpoint solution checkpoints endpoint solution is a very kept secret. I mean, it's there's not uh, up to this year, I guess. This year I've seen it a lot more, but I didn't see any checkpoint doing it at that time. the The way that we fell into checkpoint per se was that when I was reviewing the solution. For the endpoints, I was also wanting to secure the edge, and and that's how Checkpoint came in. And and when we were in conversation, they say, "Hey, we have an endpoint security suite that you might like." And and we start talking about the the options and and everything that he had, the features. The we saw the scope. We 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 saw how much could it grow within the company. And 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 knowing Checkpoint is uh, well. It's a market leader on firewall. We said, let's 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 do it. Um, so back in September 2017, we we signed the contract. We implemented by October, and and it has been very nice ever since. Um, I mean, the support tickets uh, are virtually zero. Uh, the support guys, the help desk guys, they they loved it, right? Because they don't have to mess with it. It's, it's um, in our case, it was pretty much a install and let it let it do its thing. Uh, so it was very nice from that perspective. So Checkpoint being a market leader certainly helped in the decision process. But what was the compelling feature that made you want to take a closer look? Yeah, at the at the time, uh, sam sandboxing wasn't. It was like the uh, the point of the spear. Not many many enterprises had it. I think Sophos, which is what we had before, they just released it that year, and um, and and we actually tested Sophos, and but but again, we used to have Sophos, and we had a lot of issues with with support. So that's one of the reasons we we went to to Checkpoint. Now it was. Um, 
it was a step of, of fate because we didn't have had time to really POC the the product. But since uh, we we all had a experiences with checkpoint before, we thought, well, we we know it's it's gonna work. So that's how we. So you, so you didn't do so you didn't do a POC. You just said, okay, we we know we know checkpoints going to do what they say on the tin, and and but so we'll roll it out and and um and so now did you go? So I'm curious, did you go through a um you know what was the process like to go to because at some point you have to uninstall what you previously had and put on the stuff that you know the our stuff. Um, how did that work for you? Because I think because there's always because I think customers, yeah, you know, that's one of the reasons sometimes I think customers don't want to make that move is because they. Yeah, at some point you have to make that switch, and and it, and there's a there, there's a process you have to go through. So can you can you talk a little bit about the sort of the migration process and and how and how smooth that was, or or some of the challenges you went through with that? That that's a very good question. What I can tell you on that matter is that, for example, our all of our PCs have a a, a an agent that is connected to a software distribution uh, solution. And, and some other stuff. So what in our case, it just took, we created a script to uninstall the old version or the other uh, client and, and at the same time push the new client. And it was a script that that agent pushed onto the, to, to each of the endpoints. Now we had to do several things before we could do that. One, we had to remove the tamper protection from the old uh, solution, and then after, well, even before we we remove the tamper protection, we what we would do, we would uh, upload the uh, either the base install or the full install, depending on the sites. Uh, if it was a site with enough bandwidth, we didn't really care. We just placed the base install, which is about twenty four megs. But uh, if we had issues with the bandwidth on that location, we would we would send the full. Uh, packaged into that one, and then locally dis- distributed uh, among the the other devices. So, and again, it, it wasn't that bad at all. As a matter of fact, if we would just have pushed the base, it would ha- it would have worked just fine. Um, but in our case, that's how we did it. And it again, everything was scripted out. So once scripted out, the the process was automated. And that's how we were able to do it, to do the whole fleet in less than two week uh, time, including the the uh, checkpoint console management configuration and installation. So, so, how, so how big is the fleet we're talking about here? Just as you know, rough numbers. Devices, all in all, we have eight hundred plus devices. Um, devices like laptops, desktops. We have another big group of servers and uh, we, we didn't do mobile. So it would just have been either a desktop or, or a laptop. And we are hundred um, percent windows. So no Mac, no, well, on the, on the workstations anyway, we do have Linux on the server side, but uh, on the workstations, everything is windows. So what kind of got your attention? You said initially was the um, was the sandboxing, or you know what we what we call threat emulation. Uh, so w- when you deployed it across your fleet, uh, what things did you notice about the solution that maybe 
that maybe you didn't notice to begin with, but uh, were maybe pleasant surprises or things that uh, um, make your day-to-day life easier? So we we bought the full suite, which comes with not only the sandblast, but the other uh, in- interesting pieces that have to do with URL protection and VPN and yada, yada. But uh, on the, the first thing we, we started seeing was that every single file being downloaded was being uh, scanned or, you know, sent to the sandbox. And so, so we did initially see a bump in two, three, maybe five seconds on, on the downloads, but, uh, but users get used to it, especially if you tell them why we're doing it and, and the way it has been done. And again, uh, because we started with the endpoint, the just the endpoint at that time, uh, we have to do it at the endpoint. The endpoint will download the, the file per se from the internet, and then you would upload it to the cloud to get it sandboxing, and then can get it back. If we had the full solution at the time, we, we could have done that on the on the gateway. So it would be local kind of deal instead of uploading, downloading, uh, and pass through the, the bandwidth limitations per, per customer or per client. Yeah, and I th- and yeah, and that's that's an important thing, right? We we I know we're talking about the endpoint, but uh, in general, right? This of course works with the the checkpoint security gateways and their functionality, and the the two pieces of functionality they, they you know they both have threat emulation and threat extraction, two different. Uh, in, in, you know, it leverages the same backend, but the the way that they they interact is a little bit different. So, um, and on the gateway, we can we can certainly intercept it and send it off to the cloud uh, before it ever reaches the client, which um, and likewise, which is also great for clients that maybe you don't have the endpoint. Uh, installed on but you can but also um if it's emulated one place it's not going to get emulated again and i think that's a that's a key thing right so that so it works you know the solutions do work together and share the same threat intelligence so if if one of your sites sees the the uh sees a document or something that's bad it can be blocked everywhere without having to have it emulated every single time which i think is a um you know that that's when when you go for uh you know again you just you deploy more than one of the solutions and and you deploy them together and and everything you that's that's one of the benefits you get out of it yep yeah that's right plus another benefit now that we're talking about um, multiple tools with checkpoint is that you get a single pane of glass dashboard type of deal instead of having to go to the endpoint the, the dashboard and the uh sandboxing dashboard and the firewall dashboard you just go to a single place and there you have full visibility across all devices, all solutions uh, that you have that you currently have installed. So that's really nice. Do you have your endpoint manager and the the network security manager on the same box, or do you have them uh, on separate boxes? We just signed Infinity last month, so we because we had to renew our endpoint solution, and we were looking into options and and and, and advantages and what's what not. So what we're going to do at the moment, we have a separate uh, configuration manager for the endpoint and a different one for the gateways. So what we're going to do, we're going to move those to the cloud, uh, on Checkpoints Cloud, and let it sit there. And um, one of the reasons we're doing that is because, well, first of all, you don't have to worry about that piece of hardware or VM. I mean, you, you, you just care about the service 
Uh, you guys will have to worry about the firmware updates, the updates in general, and uh, keeping it up in, uh, on the on the latest and greatest version, which at the moment we have to do ourselves. So that's one of the advantages, and that's how we're moving it um, in, in in here. Yeah, and I think that's and that's the the nice. I think the nice thing about our suites in general is that. Yeah, you can host it on prem or you can host it in the cloud. And there's and there are some slightly different capabilities right now in the two different places, but for the most part, it all works the same. And and that I think that and we are, you know, working to close some of those gaps and also and, and unify uh, a lot of that stuff as well. So um and yeah, and I think there and there's a lot of there's a lot of benefit to having all of that stuff in the cloud. And you know, again, every organization treats it a little bit differently and we can you can certainly migrate between the solutions uh but that's a and 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 that's that's great that's that you're that you're doing that um i'm i'm i am actually curious what's motivating your you, you talked you talked about not wanting to have to maintain the and upgrade the, the the management is there any other um benefits that you see potentially moving or putting your management up in the cloud versus uh having it on premise that's the easiest way for us to consolidate all of the solutions and again, because we could do it in on-prem, but that would that would mean that we would have to create a management console and keep keep it up. <laughs> and and uh, nowadays we don't have those many resources to just throw it there, in, engineering-wise or or even support-wise. If we can remove those variables that we don't have to worry about uh, and just use it as a SaaS, that, that's, that's a blessing for everyone because less things for us to be managing. And I'm sure you guys will keep it up. It's just it's less to maintain, right? That's what you that's what you said. That there's less of you less maintenance for you guys, um, and it's also again it also keeps you on the more current version probably more quickly because you don't have to do that. But how does that impact your gateways? Again, we just signed last last month, and uh, we're still going through the process of uh, figuring everything that needs to be done and, and and make it. One of the good things, quote unquote, good things for us is that the only other solution we have besides the 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 endpoint was the VPN, and uh, or we have gateways we use for client VPN. So it's not, we don't have a large footprint that we have to worry about. Now, now with Infinity, we're going to get the Cloud Guard and all of the other uh, bells and whistles that, that, that you get with, with Infinity. Um, we're going to get more gateways to start doing some more edge type of uh, cleaning per se. So I don't think, unless I'm very wrong, I don't think it's, there's, it's going to be a big issue for us to move those uh, management consoles to the cloud. 